Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Vassals of Kingsgrave MCU uh, chat here. We'll be discussing the Disney Plus series Loki, uh, which finished up a couple weeks ago um, and had uh, some pretty big implications for the MCU as a whole going forward into uh, its next phase. Um, my name is Adam, also known as Drown Snow on the Discord and the interwebs and whatnot. And today I am joined by David. Hi, David HHH on the forums. Welcome, everyone. Or on whatever the hell we're calling it. Whatever, yeah. Just, <laughs> the Discord, you know, the everything. In the ether, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Matt? Hey, how's it going? And Kevin, no longer creepy Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Uncle Kevin. <laughs> okay, so um, let's just start off by saying this was a, a six-episode limited series, which uh, is actually going to be getting a second season, we've discovered, um, which I guess they announced that before. That's, this is the first show that for sure is getting another season, mm-hmm. um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and... Let's see, I think Winter Soldier was also six episodes, right? Yeah. Kind of short, kind of short seasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so what would you guys, how many um, how many paperweight Infinity Stones would you give Loki <laughs> out of six, right? Um, yeah. Out of six? Out of six, yeah. <laughs> We're changing it up. Mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think I would give it the time stone for sure. Uh, soul stone, yes. <laughs> um, power stone, yes. Reality stone, yes. Um, I, now I'm blanking on the others. Yeah, I was going to say, did you Google Space, those? Space <laughs> stone, no. And... Which one am I forgetting? Say mind. Mind. Definitely not the mind stone. <laughs> um, yeah, so four out of six. Um, I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Like it was a, it definitely was one of the ones that I thought benefited greatly from like the episodic release. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. that really made this one fun. Um, because you just knew there was chaos at the end um, in a way that maybe didn't seem quite as inevitable. Um, that didn't seem quite as inevitable with um, the others. Like it was very obvious there was some greatness at the end of this, some big reveal. Um, and I thought it built attention well each week. It was enjoyable. Even the one that people complained about at the time where they were just on the planet, I thought was a lot of fun to see Loki and Evie's relationship build. And I loved it. Um, but I didn't love it enough for six Infinity Stones. So I'm going to stop talking. Snapping half the universe. I get it. Yep. What about you, David? Um, I'll give it five out of six. It was definitely enjoyable. It kept my attention the whole time. I liked the characters. I, I was actually going into it, not really, really looking forward to it like some people were. Like, I don't care that much. I never cared that much about Loki as a character, but but 
they made me care about him as a character and what was going on with him and certainly the implications for the Marvel Universe. It set up lots of stuff to come. It's got me wanting more, so it's done its job, I guess. Not It's not perfect, but it's it's enjoyable, and I'm glad I watched it. And I'm looking forward to season two and the rest of the MCU. And Kang. <laughs> Kang's going to be interesting. Uh, Matt. So, yeah, this is by far my favorite of the three. Um, I'm tempted to give it the full six. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I could take, you know, a few, like a quarter point off, you know, like a 5.75 <laughs> just for the uh, the the silly argument that people were making about the, the episodic nature, um, albeit at a more reasonable interpretation of it, where for me, like episodes one and two, great standalone episodes. And then I just think episodes three and four worked best as a pair. And the same thing with episodes five and six. That would be like my one knock on it. Um, but yeah, overall, this was, it was definitely my favorite. Um, and it's interesting thinking about it, um, because I know one of the reasons why is because they just kind of (laughs) went for it. Um, whereas, you know, the, the first two, uh, with Wanda and with Falcon, you know, they, they had some very specific themes that they wanted to touch, whether it was uh, grief in one or, um, you know, race and all that in the other. And and so I don't like I don't want to say that, you know, I enjoyed it more just because this was silly fun. But I think with the, the first two, the degree of difficulty was much higher than this one. Um that could just kind of go with it and just do whatever they felt like and build on this crazy universe that was going to come in phase four. Um, However, the point I'll make with this is that they, they voluntarily kind of upped the degree of difficulty with how they chose to run this finale. um, Because, you know, all storytelling conventions and history and all that will tell you that you should not do this <laughs> with right, what they right. did with, with the finale, which is why, like, a lot of people were, you know, they were hopeful going into it, but they were just, like, skeptical. It's like, there's there's no way <laughs> that they can just throw Kang in here <laughs> right. without, like, you know, you know, yes, there were a ton, there were a ton of references to him going through the start of the season, but, like, his name never came up, including in the finale, they never said right, his yeah. name. Right. And so it was just one of those things that were, like, people were skeptical that they would really just go for that. But they did, and for me, I thought, you know, I thought they nailed it. And that, and and the show hinges on that, like, for me, as to whether or not you liked that performance and, you know, the 40 minutes of monologue. Like, and, you know, that's an incredibly tough thing for a performer to pull off. And, you know, I, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, yeah, love Jonathan. Yeah, right, yeah. there you go. Love yeah, let's just start you know. praising him now, because holy yeah. crap. Right, have yeah, y'all, country, like, it was great. Right. Have y'all seen the story that he, he got the, the part as Kang, but didn't have this part, and then just showed up to audition for this separately? Because oh, it, no, it, it, I have not yeah. heard of that. No, I had not. Yeah. It's a, they, were, they were separate roles because I guess the idea was like He Who Remains could have been a much older actor. Or, um, 
Like it's a different character in the comic books. Well, the other thing is we don't know if the guy we saw in this series is actually King or if King will be an alternate version of him or variant. Well, I mean, they've, they've confirmed, I mean, you can, you, you can see that this is King. Uh, King is very complicated. They confirmed like, yeah, this is King, but King has like dozens of different versions and iterations because he's so old. Like the very old version of him would be like Immortus. Um, who's like, you know, kind of Kang that's sort of like come around, um, cause he's been around for so long. So like, they never, they never like specifically dropped his name, but like, you know, production people have been like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he's Kang, but you know, like just watch and see. So I think that they're probably going to try to make a differentiation between like Kang, like the younger, the conqueror, like the multiversal, you know, type of guy and, um, and several other versions of him that I'm sure we're going to see in in various MCU films. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I say, I, I, I'd agree with most of you guys. I give this like a, like a five out of six. I give it like, you know, like at least three time stones, a space stone, you know, a soul stone, Loki. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm always down for more Loki because Tom Hiddleston is amazing. And, He's really taken that character from someone who is probably just going to be in, you know, a couple Thor films, you know, Avengers. They would just sort of use him here and there, and he's really evolved that character. And um, I'm interested to see because, you know, what of course we have happened in the MCU is, you know, his character growth through Thor Ragnarok and then his death. And then you're like, well, crap, he's you know, finally sort of gotten over himself, and now he's gone. And now we get to see sort of an earlier version of Loki kind of doing the same thing in a different way. Um, but, you know, still able to stick around. He's going to have another season. He's going to be in, you know, more films, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he'll probably show up in Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, we'll see. All this stuff is coming so quickly. But I do think that this film benefits from having, or this uh, show benefits from having the other two Disney Plus series out first. And I do think that, uh, I think we talked about this with uh, Winter Soldier, is that was supposed to be the first show, and then you were supposed to get WandaVision. And so I think WandaVision kind of, like, weirded a lot of people out, like, with the, with the you know, I Love Lucy start, and they didn't know what to think, you know, especially a lot of the kind of casual viewers, like, what the hell? Um, and hopefully I think this show, you know, brought a lot of them back in, you know, to, like, okay, like, things things are happening, like, this this whole series you know takes place across the mcu and you know there's so many easter eggs and we use things together it's you know it's kind of hard to follow but i do think this definitely like the other shows would be easily bingeable but this show i I do think did benefit most from the weekly format because you had like all of the you know the theory crafting people and stuff that have you know risen up around anything pop culture which i mean like for winter soldier was kind of like eh, you know even for wanda like you know not as much to work with, but this was like every week you've got time and space and like what's happening. And um, I, th- I think that really helped kind of build the, build the hype machine. What did you guys think of the, uh, the reveal of our, our alternate Lokis and our, uh, our main variant Loki in um, female Loki? Did you guys think that was going to be different? Or, I mean, I think there have been, like, you know, casting details or whatnot. But um, 
don't know, because the powers were different, and I'm st- I'm still thinking like this could be the Enchantress, maybe, which kind of was. Um, and then you know that the way that whole relationship develops is, uh, I don't know, probably the most controversial part of the show. The uh, the self cest at the end. <laughs> yeah, what do you call that? Yeah, no, I'm sure. Like, like is, it, is it is it Jamie and Cersei, or is it like just like <laughs> right, right, like right. Bros? Is it, What is it? I don't know. A more literal, Jamie and Cersei. I mean, I, I liked I liked that they were just like connecting, and I was like, oh, they're going to be friends, you know? And like, they're they're two versions of of Loki trying to find kind of the best in themselves. I didn't expect the uh, the romance angle. We'll see how that goes. It's but, kind of the ultimate narcissism, right? I mean, it fits. It does. It does. But like, I think it's like also kind of like very hedonistic to like the audience is like, ooh, like wait a second, like they, I don't know, I like I like this show, and I don't know how I feel about this part. You know, I think you probably got a fair amount of that. But when they hook up, is that masturbation? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how, I mean, like, like, so these are, these are the questions. But then you've got like, you know, Hulk looking Loki, and you got Kid Loki, and alligator. There's all these different versions that are so different. Like, I don't know. Um, alligator, President Loki. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know how to. Uh, yeah, they're also different. I mean, the one Loki we get that's kind of similar is, uh, yeah, it was like the the conniving. You know, President Look at Loki guy. <laughs> the only one played by Tom Hiddleston, right? Other than the main guy. Right. Uh, and then we got old Loki, who's kind of like the you know had the the comic uh, comic costume and right. right. Like, How did he get old? And because it's I don't know. People get trapped in time and space and dimension and but then the Avengers went to a different dimension, but there were no multiverses because you know Kang was controlling. It's like wait a second. It's all very. I don't know. It's, think, it's concepts you're not supposed to be able to like make sense of entirely. No, I think the idea is that he who remains was pruning those timelines that the Avengers may have created. Well, but then how, what about Steve Rogers? Who goes into the past and we're not sure if he was in an alternate timeline? He must have been, or was he in our timeline? Oh, I um, think they've something just not resolved that. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so. Well, Not that any of that matters particularly. But I think those are the things that kind of people, you know, they get in their head like, wait a second. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nice, I mean, like, so let's see, we got six episodes here. The first episode is our throwback to Avengers Loki, Rascal Loki, still, you know, glorious purpose and all that. Um which was fun. It was nice seeing him taken apart so quickly once right. he once he gets into the TVA. He gets put in his place really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, I'm not taking my clothes off. Wait a second. What? Yep. <laughs> Sign this. This is everything you've ever said. What? Oh, oh. Like so, like he just like shuts him up with like some bureaucracy. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, and just following you know revelations of his. You know what's supposed to be his intended death, and let's see what else did we we find out from uh, Owen Wilson from um, Mobius? Oh, he was DB Cooper. <laughs> Stupid little stuff like that. 
Although that that one kind of bothered me because he was like, oh, he's like, I was young and I thought it was fun. And I'm like, aren't they all like a thousand years old or something? Like, you know, Asgardians, like, they wouldn't have been young in the 70s, right? I don't know. Seems weird. Uh, yeah, but I think they all just started developing as uh, people in the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> right, they just were, like, stuck in in their ways for a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we, when we, I guess they don't really try to cover that much. But when we run into Thor, you know, in the first movie, he's supposed to be this kind of like impetuous youth, and you're like, how old is he? So fifteen hundred years old, <laughs> right? Well, he's just now That's getting exactly. around to it. Yeah, but I mean, Hillston clearly loves this role, and um. You know, hopefully they find things that make sense to use him in it for a long time. You know, as long as it doesn't get stale, I'm happy to happy to have him around doing things in some form. Yeah, I think the for the first episode, I think the smartest thing they did was to just kind of fat, use that movie and uh, you know, uh, it's a wonderful life thing to just do some rapid fire character development. Um, to kind of like put him more in line with the guy we knew in Infinity War and Endgame, just because uh, for me with something like this, I I really am not a fan of character resets. You know, after we've yeah, watched them go through like all that type of growth, just to bring him back to the beginning. So I'm very glad that they did that, so that we could kind of you know just hand wave that away and have him be more like well, the I think. Where we left I him. think the implication is supposed to be that, like, I mean, underneath he he was this person, this potential all along, but you know, he discovers his parentage and he's angry at Thor and he's angry at Odin, but you know, deep down, like he, you know, he loves his mother, uh, he loves his family. He, right, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's all kind of down under there, and then when you just show him, like, hey, look, this is what you go through, and it comes out, and, like, hey, you don't have to be a little shit, basically. Yeah, and, that, and that's certainly one of the themes here, especially with with Sylvie too as well it's not it's not specifically stated I think it's heavily implied that one of the reasons she was pruned is that she was on a more, uh, less uh, evil manipulative path and more on the side of uh, of a heroic path so that's definitely something that they uh, uh, wanted to explore and, and discuss throughout the season Also find it int- I mean, along the lines of why Loki's get pruned, I find it interesting that actually killing Thor though also gets you pruned. <laughs> yeah, kid, kid Loki killed his Thor. There's a lot of um, a lot of things that uh, Kang is not happy with, I guess, for various reasons. So I'm sure they'll they'll give us more information on that, but. I don't know. The whole, just the whole setup with the TVA is very weird. I mean, it's it's supposed to be, but uh, I do like how quickly they they get to the point. Like, you know, we need you to help us hunt you, and then oh, it's not really you, and then he has to discover oh, like they're they're hiding out in in um, uh, cataclysmic events, right? <laughs> right, right. Where is it? Where did they go? They went to Pompeii, and <laughs> just wait, just let's see. <laughs> like, you're all about to die, like you know, in uh, you know, typical Loki style. Let me just see how much I can mess things up. See, it's not doing anything, you know. 
Uh, and Owen Wilson's very Owen Wilson in this. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously we knew that something was wrong with the TVA. They talk, and they talk about you know the sacred timeline and how they've created all the pe- the agents there, and something's not right. And then uh, later on, we get the reveal that they are all just variants pulled from timelines, and then you know their memories are wiped. And we meet the um, the fake uh, timekeepers who get their robot heads ripped off, and it's all very weird. I mean, like the production value there is great. I mean, it looks like. Right. A scene, I mean, it looks like it could be from Guardians of the Galaxy or any of the Marvel cosmic stuff, you know. Um, and then we're like, oh, nope, it's, you know, your princess is in another castle, you know, don't pay attention to the guy behind the curtain sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, what's your name? Uh, Ravona. Uh, yeah, R- Rensler, right? Yeah, Rensler. Yeah. She, um, so she doesn't, she doesn't know what's going on, right? Um, but all of this gets revealed and she has a very different reaction. Like Mobius is like, well, this is wrong and we've got to try to fix this. And, you know, we got to get to the bottom of this. And her reaction is more like personal slight. And she wants to kind of maintain control and maintain the, uh, the status quo until she figures out, you know, what she wants to do basically. Um, and then of course the true villain of the show, Miss Minutes, uh, helps her (laughs) along that path. (laughs) Who is, uh, I think she's voiced by Tara Strong, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent voice actress. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I never really liked that thing. Very creepy. I rewatched, after the finale, I rewatched the first couple of episodes and, like, you know, the video on the time war, all this stuff has, like, a, a new context once you, uh, once you get through all this. It's, uh, I mean, it was always kind of creepy, but now it's, like, extra creepy. Speaking of Miss Minutes, if you look on IMDb, they they give her. There's two different women credited as her. They actually had a different person reading her onset lines. A different. Oh actor. really? Yeah, I was I looking on there. And I, yeah, it says like Miss Minutes, and then there's Lauren Rivard as Miss Minutes onset reader. <laughs> oh, they don't usually do that. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I mean, that makes sense for. I mean, obviously, they would record her lines in the booth, um, and yeah, then yeah, you have to have it. you have to have someone, but they don't usually like credit the, the stand-in. So. Right. Yeah, huh. I mean, because like, look, I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the wiki right here. Like, Jamie Alexander is uncredited for her Sif cameo. <laughs> like, hmm. so that seems a little weird to me. Um, but yeah, also that was that was one of the better scenes, like being trapped in the uh, the like time jail. <laughs> right. Jamie Alexander comes in and just like lays him down over and over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope I hope she's able to come back into the films now. Now now that like her show is done, was the show she was on over? I think so. I know. I mean, that's why she was. That's why she left. You know, because that was like success, big successful. Yeah, no, it went, it went for like, yeah, it went for like five seasons, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. I, it would be it would be nice. She was noticeably absent from Ragnarok, and one of the few people that was not murdered. So you know, she <laughs> she, she could have been you know off world or something. Thing and. Um, 
So what did you guys think about the uh, the little melty sticks they had? Like, in, in the end, it gets revealed that it just sends them, you know, to the end of time with our uh, our smoke monster. Um, <laughs> what was that called? Uh, Elias. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So it is Elias. I was like, I was thinking it was some weird name. Uh, yeah, so they basically, you know, pruning just like teleports them to the future, and they immediately get eaten by this thing. Uh, but it's also kind of like brutal because they think they're just erasing people from existence, and they use it a lot. Like in the first episode, you get the dude who's like, I forget, but he's like, you know, from Goldman Sachs or something. You know, he's like, my dad has a lot of money. And <laughs> he's like, Oops, Fuck bro got bro got wiped. <laughs> Uh, like I, I really want to know what his, uh, what his like nexus event was. <laughs> like, what does what does this guy do that gets him pulled into the TVA and wiped? Some yeah. kind of next level insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they don't even give him a ticket. Like, <laughs> he's like they tell the guy to give me a ticket. They never did. They just wipe him. Like it was kind of funny, but. Yeah, that was definitely, it was one of those interesting things going along where, you know, seeing them, and then we get to, I think it's, well, you know, episode four, um, and then Owen Wilson gets wiped, you're like, hmm, interesting, okay, I could actually, you know, because, you know, he's a big, he's a big name actor, you know, maybe he only signed on for a season here, I could see him, you know, getting wiped, yeah, it's a, a bold choice, and then Loki gets wiped, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're not really going to kill everyone. They're not killing everyone. Yeah, and I like the way they did the end of that the, in the like the the credit scene where you actually see Loki waking up with the other Lokis around right. instead of instead of people having to wonder for a week or like yeah. I think it was the right mix of of cliffhanger. I mean, I think most of these episodes were the right mix of kind of cliffhanger and also like letting you know what's coming so that you're not like too you know out in the dark about it and you don't have to like go into some really weird crazy tangent. So. I, I like that. I did. I did think the uh, the whole alternate Loki's being, you know, the the uh, like Mad Max leftovers at the end of time is kind of, was kind of fun. Um, you know, particular shout out to Richard E. Grant. Like he I was going to say, a, oh, a, so a masterful performance in that right. episode. He kind of stole the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he did. And I mean, I mean, the whole, I mean, he con basically conjures all of Asgard, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's part of what shows uh, our, you know, Loki Prime, you know, him and uh, Sylvie are like, you know, we can do this. And, you know, it's, it's like saying, like, I think we're stronger than we realize we are, you know, I mean, if, we, if we apply ourselves, if we, you know, but, you know, basically Loki never does anything that's all that hard. He's always trying to get other people to do the hard work for him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. I didn't like I, I, I didn't. I think you said this at the time, Matt. But I didn't want them to like show up and then suddenly like, you know, they're like we've had this sort of buddy cop thing going on, um, and then like, so, you know, suddenly Sylvie and Loki are at odds, which is sort of what happened. Uh, the way they did it worked. Uh, yeah, it like, just I, was, I don't want that, but yeah. Yeah, my my point with that comment was yeah, it it needed to it needed to feel like I, I guess earned is the overused term, but like it just it just needed to fit with where their character progression is going. Basically, I, I didn't want them to just to be at odds 
in order just to extend the storyline into yeah. another season or film. Or to just like, straight up betray each other and say, hey, we were all, you know, none of this was yeah. real. You know? Right, so, I mean, exactly. Because it ends on the note of, like, like where they did make a real connection. And yeah, the they, the kids do like, like they do want each other to succeed, but then she's just like, no, I've got, I've, I can't, I can't step away from my goal, you know. It's kind of yeah, where that the, goes down. The kiss into betrayal, I thought was perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, of course we talked a little bit about uh, Jonathan Majors, and um, at the moment he's just he who remains, which as I said is a, a a different character in the comics. I didn't realize they would like casting it different. Um, maybe that was like they were like one. Maybe ha- we're gonna have an older actor as sort of like a backdoor, since you wouldn't realize who it was, sort of thing. But they clearly want you know this person to be, you know, Kang related. So, and um, what do you guys know about Kang? Just the history of the character. Um, like, how much do you guys know about the comic versions? I mean, not like too much. I mean, you know, I think I've probably stayed before. Like, I don't. You know, I don't read a lot of comics, never have. Like, this is, you know, most of my knowledge just comes from Googling shit. <laughs> right. Uh, just because I like to do that. Um, so it's just like, you know, like, I know, you know, I've I've known for a while he was going to be the next villain. It, you know, it, it made sense as to feel like he's one of the only people that could follow Thanos uh, in terms of being a villain of the world. And, you know, he's a... yeah time conqueror and you know, has a bunch of different stuff and you know it just seemed like a fun time yeah so i mean i think I, I mean, i'm the same way i don't read a ton of comic books i've read you know in the past but no one can keep up with that i've read a lot of the more kind of classic stuff but definitely like the marvel wikis and and whatnot i mean that's like i think a lot of us do deep dives on that and you can kind of get a lot of information that way but um king is yeah he's always been kind of like a primary avengers villain you know, traveling through time. He, he usually shows up, um, I think his first appearance he was showing up because he had to, like, the the Avengers were fucking up some shit in the future, so he wanted to, like, take him out in the past for a deal. But, yeah, he's got a, a lot of history, uh, a lot of different versions. Uh, the original version, which I think is kind of what we saw in um, part of the monologue, um, he didn't name any names, but was just, you know, a basic scientist, you know, uh, Somewhere, you know, hundreds of years in the future. Um, if I remember correctly, he's a descendant of uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, supposedly. Allegedly, yeah. Reed's but I mean, like, it's Reed's father. Way down the line. Nathaniel uh-huh. Richards, his father. Nathaniel Richards, Reed's father. No, I, I thought that um, the Kang's his original it. was a descendant, like several generations down, if I remember correctly. But Nathaniel was Richard's uh, father's name, right? And we're going to be getting right. Fantastic Four pretty soon, so I'm sure that in some way, you know, he's going to show up there, obviously. I mean, he's supposed to show up in Ant-Man. I think that was supposed to be his first appearance. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, obviously in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we get um, Kang or, you know, some version therein. So The... Uh... One of the thoughts in the theory sphere is that he might be a descendant of Tony Stark instead of Reed Richards, which yeah, kind of makes sense in universe, you know, given that they they really like to put the whole like Tony tries to play God and 
these are the things that like it never works out but then also i don't know if you're if you're bringing in reed richards it seems like a good thing to go ahead and Right, as many because you're not going to get Robert Jr. <laughs> you know to come back yeah. forever. Right. Um, I you know it and could you have be to a pay him too much. Yeah, and he's and he's getting old. I mean, I think so. Like um, what Dave Batista said, like you know, after this next you know Guardians of the Galaxy, he's out, and people were like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, look, you know, it's like I you know he's following you know James Gunn. He's like, we're doing a trilogy. I'm going to be done with that." He's like, "I'm also like 55." And it's yeah. hard to like stay in that shirtless body shape. And you know, sometimes it's, you know you might just have to recast or move on from some of these characters just because of you know real world concerns like that. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if they connect him because yeah, what do we have? Uh, Tony created Ultron instead of Hank Pym, and then um, you know the universe is very centered around Iron Man because you know it really made the MCU a success. Um, you know, with that movie and just with Robert Downey's portrayal, there was also an Iron Man helmet on his uh, in the library there. Um, there was a bunch of artifacts, and one of the only ones that's kind of recognizable is like an Iron Man helmet. So, hmm. so clearly, he's you know got at the very least some sort of uh, appreciation for Tony Stark. I mean, no, Tony Stark figures out the time travel thing in Endgame, right? So, I mean, all of this could have come from from kind of that research that could have been the source of Kang's power. You know, in the future, he rediscovers Tony's research or something. You know, I could see that. But I was kind of surprised at how weak he seemed here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he's he's not he's not really in uniform. He doesn't really have any of his fancy gadgets. Or, but I, I think that, you know, they do a good job of explaining he's just sort of at the end and he's just, you know, it's like if you live forever and you're kind of just over it and maybe someone else takes another chance or maybe you join me or, you know what, I don't even care. We'll just, it'll, we'll, it'll all figure itself out. I'm just done. <laughs> you know, he had his one little time pad that he'd programmed with all this stuff. Um, and then he's like, I don't know what happened on this. You're going to stab me? I don't know, man. <laughs> He just he just needed the one gadget in order to get his monologue out. You know, he didn't need right. anything else. No one else was going to come. Four shields, the blasters, him. or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So I thought I thought that was a pretty masterful way of uh, of making him intimidating, but also kind of a vulnerable human character at the same time. So yeah, I I really look forward to what's going on. Uh, I do hope we also get Doctor Doom at some point, though. We'll see. I assume we love the Fantastic Four, but Kang's a good Kang's a good kind of like phase wide, you know, villain because he can affect so much. Mm-hmm. I I really loved the set for He Who Remains' castle, mm-hmm. like like just the way. I mean, it was so cool, but then you could like see cracks in the floor and like crumbling statues and just sort of like the weird kind of like spider webby nature of stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Just like it was so magical, but also like run down in a certain way. Like it felt like when you step into like a mansion from the twenties that needs a reno. Like, but yeah. the, ma- the magical version of that. Like it was just. I thought it just kind of put you in the like, visually conveyed exactly where he who remains mm. was. You know. 
they talked about that a little bit um, on there's like a making of on Disney Plus, and they went into a bit of like the set design and I mean yeah it's it's this is what I I, I really like about these shows um, unlike some of the past Marvel efforts like even like you know like like Daredevil for instance and which was a great show but the you know you could tell the budget was much lower um, there was no consistency in like artistic style. Uh, same thing with like you know Agents of Shield and all that. You you oftentimes felt like ooh they can't really do everything they want to do, but here it feels like they can and they are doing more or less you know the same you know on the same level as what the the films are going to do. Uh, some of these sets might get reused in the films. You know who knows. So it, it does feel like they're not being held back, which is nice. Speaking of holding back, one thing I think is really cool is how, you know, complex and complicated nerd culture movies and TV shows are getting, you know, when it comes to time travel. You know, I mean, I remember back in the 80s when DC Comics decided that their multiverse was too complicated for the fans. So they did the crisis to, like, compact it down to one universe so we wouldn't confuse new new readers and all that. And now right. it's just a given, like, you know, it used to be whenever you did anything time travel or parallel universe, you had to have a long, like, monologue to explain it to new readers or viewers, you know. But now it's just assumed you understand this concept. You get thrown right in and you get it, like, right away. I mean, we did get, we certainly did get some exposition of the whole, like, TVA and what it was and all that. But, I mean, it's kind of just, an, it's assumed that audiences are now more sophisticated. You know, we've been exposed certainly to a lot more than than we ever have. And and I think and, and the good thing is that not only are people buying it and understanding it, but they're enjoying it and engaging with it. Hmm. It's kind of cool. And I think I think that was a problem for a long time is things being dumbed down because they're just like, well, right. the most basic person won't get it. And I think part of it, too, is also they're finding that people that don't get it, they'll ask their friends, they'll go online, there'll be a YouTube video, right. they'll engage more with the content if they're interested in it, if it's done well. You know, yeah. whereas before it used to feel like, you know, yeah, they, they dumbed it down, they treated us like idiots, like you can't handle this, you can't handle right. that. Um, I mean, even so this is like a, a, an aside, and all, you know, spoilers ish, not really, but like my son and I we went and saw Free Guy the other day. And it's, you know. It's a video game world, and, you know, Ryan Reynolds is an NPC that basically, like, becomes aware, right? And it's a very simplified movie. It's not, like, you know, high concept or anything like that. But it's mostly aimed at kind of the younger, you know, video game, Fortnite kind of generation. And it also does a good job of, of bringing in a little bit of these kind of, a little more heady concepts of, like, well, what is life? You know, what does it mean to be to be real? You know, even if you're just data, um, you know, artificial intelligence, that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, you would ne never really see that in one of these kind of like silly, you know, action movies before. It'd be like, eh, you know, like it would be like really, really basic. And um, I feel like they are treating the audiences like they're a little bit smarter. Or I should say some some studios are treating the audiences like they're, like they're <laughs> a bit smarter. Right. Not, uh, not all of them, but... Yeah, and I think part of it goes to just sort of our consumption of media in general. Like, I think people in general are just more comfortable watching something where they don't know everything that's going on. Like, we, we, we all, we're so much more inundated and have so many more options. It's like everything I watch, I don't have time to like fully 
understand you know what i mean like i don't have time to look up a bunch of characters and figure out the stuff i missed like there's just going to be some stuff out there that i watch and i enjoy and i you know and um you accept just being like i don't know know? yep yeah i mean there's like you look at game of thrones and how many people loved that show and could not tell you the names of three quarters of the characters and like i understand that's a right that's an I understand that's like an exception in TV that there's so many characters on that show, but like but there was the weekly conversation at work of people who were like, "I love Game of Thrones." Like, yeah, so the guy at the place, he's got the hair, yeah. and you're right. like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, yeah. "We all know, right?" <laughs> yeah, you know, people that call Daenerys Khaleesi, and yeah, you'd be like, you know, you'd be like, you're talking about Walder Frey, yeah, that's the one. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, oh yeah, continue talking. Oh yeah, it's funny. I one of the one of the girls at work just started watching Game of Thrones, and I, and she and I we were talking a little bit, and I'd be like, I'd be like John, and she'd be like, wait, which one's that? I'm like, oh come on, you don't know who Jon Snow is? Like, come on, like you're four seasons in, and you don't even know his name yet. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, he don't even want to be on the show, so it's fine. It's easy to forget him. <laughs> You know, never mind getting into you know the the third Frey kid. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's weird because like even some of these like weird background characters like Game of Thrones or something else like like people will like I don't know who that person is or what their name is, but like they know what they did and they're like oh, I really liked that guy. You know, like they'll they'll still engage. So I mean, I think you know you throw stuff at the wall and some of it doesn't work and you know whatever. Um, but it's easy to miss stuff on these shows too, especially if you know you're looking at your phone while you're watching. Or, I mean, there are certain shows that demand you just kind of have to pay attention. I think like a show like Loki, like you really just have to watch because there's a lot of you know visual cues in there. There's Easter eggs, but there's if you're wanting to actually see what's happening or maybe see stuff that kind of gets revealed later and realize they were planting seeds, like you have to just be paying attention. And most people don't pay attention when they watch stuff most of the time, right? Um, you know, half the time you're listening to it. Yeah. And if you're in not, the there'll always yeah. be there'll always be the YouTube Loki's ending explained video someone does. Or... <laughs> Is there anything in particular that the rest of you guys want to discuss as far as um, concepts of the show? You know, what it means for you know going forward to the next phase, or just you know how awesome it was to get all these different versions of one character and, you know, get some complicated relationships. And... Yeah, do, you don't, don't... We'll, do you think we'll see any of these Lokis again? Oh, well, Sophia yeah, DiMartino, for sure. Right, right, right. Her, yeah. Obviously her, but any of the other ones? I think Kid Loki, probably. There's yeah, maybe. Young Avengers. Kid Loki's a gangster. I think, uh, that, I think they'll probably recast Kid Loki, but... Oh, you think? think we'll... Yeah, I mean, he'll get too old they, too quickly. He's just yeah, gonna show be like, "I killed Thorio." Also, like they didn't like let that kid talk hardly at all. It seemed like they didn't really trust him as an actor. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything else. What's uh? He's uh that show End of the Fucking World that's on Netflix. I think that's oh, the yeah. of it. He's yeah. the like kid version of the main character. I spent I spent like all of the episodes he was in being like, "Who is this kid? I know him." <laughs> that's what IMDb is for. Yeah, figured it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I might see him again. 
Yeah, I think there will be a kid Loki. I just don't know if if it'd be him or not. But what with um Black Loki who had like what was that hammer? Oh. What? I mean, what oh. else would he? Oh, Proud Loki. That's what his name was. <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, I didn't know there was like an official name for any of them. Um, but he had like a hammer that was like a wrench or something. Like it wasn't Mjolnir. I'm curious about that. No idea. It was just a, another specialized weapon. Random. We'll probably never see him again, unfortunately. But like, I mean, I'm the guy. That's like, you know, what? I just give me like a an on like a website that tells you a little bit about each of these guys. You know, right? Like, like where did the hammer come from? What's that about? That's all I need. You know, I'm good with that. <laughs> I just want, I just want a little bit more because it's like so, it's like so odd, like. Like did oh maybe he killed Thor and took Mjolnir but that's not Mjolnir or maybe it is in his world or you know or like was that even made in Asgard it looks kind of weird so I don't know where is um where is Sylvie gonna show up next I think I mean I think maybe, like yeah that's one thing I wanted to mention well number one I don't think we gave Sofia Di Martino like enough of her due um you know with stuff like Wanda and Falcon like you know we we knew going in where they were going out, like we knew for sure that Wanda was going to be in Doctor Strange and that likely that there was going to be a Captain America four. But it was just like, you know, where we were going to see these particular characters again, if at all, was was unknown. And, you know, especially when they introduced such a, a great character as as what Sylvie turned out to be, um, you know, as well right. as having Owen Wilson and, and Gugu in the MCU, like those are obviously two great actors. Um, so yeah, so I was very happy that like we just like got a confirmed thing that like hey we're definitely gonna see these guys again and and you know I'm and b- because like they can produce you know the the sets of movies they have coming are fairly set in stone you know pretty far out but like with a TV show you know that could come within the next year or two you know and, and it isn't affected by the release schedule of of movies so you know I feel like we'll get them within there and I, I but I do kind of expect you know that they we would probably likely see them next in a TV show I, before we see them in the films again but you know depending on when Love and Thunder comes out well I mean I, I feel like yeah I mean Sylvie I just don't know I mean she might be on the next season or but I, I mean I feel like Loki we're gonna see I mean I think there's a good chance we see him in Doctor Strange but I don't know. Yeah, maybe, it's, hard you know to, it's hard to say. I, I, I do think it's a little... Well, just the whole situation is a little odd right now. Um, but, I mean, that's like Kevin Feige, one of his big you know, responses whenever people would talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Like, how come, how come they don't interact? And he's like, oh, yeah, the TV shows, you know, they move at a different pace. We just can't plan around that. Which, you know, is kind of bullshit, right? We're finding out. And I think we kind of always knew that. Because the, the TV shows move at a quicker pace, which means that, like, you just kind of have to do their stuff last, and you can insert those, as long as you plan it, you can insert those interactions, you know, and time them right. You know, while the TV show is going on, you can bring in someone from the movies and vice versa, and, you know, you just got to kind of set it up and, and, and in a way that you can change it, I guess, if you also want to change it later. But, you know, so I, I think we'll see more back and forth of that eventually. I wonder if we're right. going to see any of the other Lokis appear in other movies or TV shows without the the regular Loki. 
without right. Hiddleston. Oh, speaking of which, by the way, the one that you were calling Proud Loki, according to Wikipedia, and I don't know if this is official, like if they're getting boastful. it, is Boastful Loki. Boastful Loki. Okay. And yeah, old Loki what... is classic Loki. Classic, classic. yeah, that's what they're... Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's just what their credits said, like in is the... He, is this right. classic Loki, is he made with real sugar? Boastful Loki, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down to see more Lokis, too, you know. Like, the Hulk Loki could show up somewhere, that'd be fun, you know. It's fine. Apparently, like, Lokis just don't like fucking Kang messing with shit. They're like, they want to do their own thing. So. Oh, well, it's it's because it's because he's the wild card. Like you can't have, when you're trying to like keep the universe on track, can't have the fucking wild card. <laughs> yeah, well, he, is the, he is the god of mischief, right? <laughs> so, yeah, some no, of them, part... like the, like the one shot with um like all of the Lokis that show up to you know for the Loki war. Like some of those, I have no clue. Like Loki with the uh, the handlebars for antlers. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of weird Lokis. Low key. If, one thing for merchandising, you know, think about how many action figures they can get out of Loki now. <laughs> you can have every single one of them. I'm amazed yeah, they I haven't need, already I need put out alligator. Patrick's Loki. Day President Loki. I need that action figure for sure. Come on, Hasbro, make it happen. I'm amazed we haven't gotten a stuffed alligator Loki, you know? Oh, you know, that's going to happen. But that's like, you know, you've seen the way Disney is. Like, remember Baby Yoda? Like, they didn't want anyone to know there was a Baby Yoda, so they just didn't plan any merchandise when The Mandalorian came out. Right. There'd be no leaks, because merchandise has to be planned a year or two in advance, and that stuff leaks. So, you know, people were making Baby Yodas and stuff on Etsy for like a year right. until until they got the official product out, which is crazy. And when the- when the first or ones leaked, me. and the first ones like came officially out, they like sold out online instantly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like Disney knows, like you're gonna buy our shit. Right. So like they were like, we'd rather have you know the surprise than you know have the ticket, the merchandise sales today or whatever. Then you know they know they got us by the balls. They own like ninety percent of Whether they get the sale this week or next month doesn't really matter all that much to them because they're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So season two, I guess we'll let's talk about the the ending here when you know Loki gets back to what we think is the TVA and he finds Mobius and and is like urgency, you know, here's what's going on. I'm, I'm gonna you know clue you in and you know everything's going crazy. And uh, Owen Wilson's like, are, are you an analyst? Who are you? And then we realize something's wrong and it, it ends with the uh, the shot of. Instead of the Time Masters, it's a giant statue of King, and uh, something's gone awry somewhere along the timeline. That's the, uh, what is it? Is it the Chronopolis, or what is it? Um, I'm trying to remember, King's, like, fortress in the comic books. I think that's what people thought the, uh, the TVA was the whole time anyway, but it's like mm. Chronopolis or something like that. But. Yeah, it sounds right. You're just a mix of of Chrono and adding Opolis to the end. Yeah. Do we, th- do we think uh, like Owen Wilson is signed for season two or is he going to be doing like too busy with like Marley and me too or something? 
<laughs> no, I, I imagine that they would have, you know, they would have legitimately killed him off if he wasn't going to right. be on, yeah. on for I, season. I don't know, you know, enough about the contracts at the moment with all these, and there's always speculation and whatnot about that. But they did say recently that they're moving away from, like, signing people to just these nebulous 10-movie deals or whatever, you know? Right. Or they did forever. Right, yeah. Was they'd sign, you know, Samuel Jackson signs on for 15 movies, and Chris Hemsworth, you're doing six, and Chris Evans, and I think because what they've realized is, is it creates some bitterness um, in those actors. You might get people when they're younger or when they're less marketable, then they get in your movies, and they're this big bankable star, and they're like, well, why am I still making this money, you know, for the next three films that I signed on for, you know, back here? Which, which of course, was the plan, which was the plan all along from Marvel's point of view. Right. You know, they, we which, want which you when you're cheap. To do. They, wanted, they wanted cheap people. And even Robert Downey Jr., they didn't want him initially. Um, John Favreau really had to push, and he signed, you know, it was a fairly favorable contract for Marvel, but they wanted him around so much. They wanted to add him to movies. They put him in Civil War. They did all this. And so when it came time to renegotiate, I mean, they backed up the money truck for him. So they said they're, they're, um, their look, you know, into the future now is like signing people, you know, on sort of like a case by case basis, but like just finding people that like want to be part of the MCU and they'll bring them in for a movie or two. And then if the, the character works, if they want to stay, they'll keep them longer, you know, and they'll just, you know, negotiate as they go and pay people, which is, uh, you know, a big, uh, a big change from, I mean, you know, I guess they've got the money to do it. We all know that, but you know, they were trying to get off on the cheap side with some of these people. So, you know, and then of course what happened off, with Black Widow or and, kill uh, off Quicksilver after two movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like, I mean, I get it that it creates bitterness. Generally, I'm gonna favor labor over capital, but like, yeah, come on, come on, MCU stars, like Chris Hemsworth, you were nothing. And then the MCU made you a and he, and Chris twenty million dollars. Chris Hemsworth yeah. isn't very good outside of the MCU. Like, no offense, I love Chris Hemsworth, but like most of his other movies, like if he if he does something that's got a, like a comedic twinge to it, like in um in the in like the Ghostbusters movie, like he was funny in that, right? But like yeah. when he tries to like be serious, it just doesn't work usually. I don't know. Yeah, it's I like I like two of his recent great. movies. He had. Like I liked both El Royale and the the action thing on Netflix. Like I like both Extraction. Like I like both oh, yeah. of those. El Royale wasn't bad actually. Uh, Extraction was kind of so so. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, like, you know, you're acting like they got a raw deal because they maybe have to make one or two movies at a lower rate when they only command twenty million dollars a movie because of Marvel. Like, oh no, you're you're absolutely right. I don't think that like you know I mean it's the it's the you know the athlete argument of like well you know billionaires and millionaires arguing and none of us really care about it. But at the same time, like a, a pro sports team can say, oh, I'm just getting a new quarterback. And you know Marvel has done that. You know like they changed out Terrence Howard pretty early on. Um, but it seems like they do not want to recast as much as possible. So I think yeah. they would rather have people that they can keep happy and not have to deal with that. Um, no, I'm not saying that the actors are all justified and, you know, like they, I should get a billion dollars, you know, they might be wrong. I don't know enough about, you know, their deals on that end. But the fact is, is that if those feelings come up and then like, they don't want to do it and you've got a plan for them for two more movies, that kind of sucks. Right. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think I mean, that's probably what they're looking at. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter what's 
right or wrong or who I got a fair shake. You just got to deal with the reality yeah, of the leverage people have. Yeah. And, and if you don't, you can be like Scarlett Johansson and sue them. <laughs> yeah. And I think and it's really weird because like the Scarlett Johansson situation, which I'm sure everyone knows, is, um, you know, Black Widow was supposed to come out last year and then the pandemic pushed it back you know, a whole year. And, you know, she part of her compensation is obviously, you know, it's very typical for the star. They get some money on the back end based off the box office. And so they released it in the theater. But also, you know, you can pay the premium on Disney Plus and get it for 30 bucks at home. And so her argument is as well. But, you know, that cut into the theater sales. That's why it didn't do great. They're saying it's the worst performing Marvel movie, et cetera. But it's also like the best performing movie of the year um, right. for 2021. And since the pandemic started. So I think we, there's still a bit of hesitancy of people to go to the movie theater and whatnot. Um, I don't know if they're just not cutting her in on the Disney Plus money. I would I would assume they would have. Uh, I know not um, as much apparently. Apparently not enough. And I mean, this is what you do: is you like you sue and you figure it out. And I don't know if it necessarily needs to be this big of a deal. Like they'll they'll sort it out. But I know Warner Brothers when they decided to put all of their films for 2021 right, on HBO Max, they went to Denzel. They went. They went to everyone and they paid them extra. They said, you're not going to get your back end. And they might not have anyway, because the movies might not have performed very well this year. Right. And that's, so they, that's they the made key. them happy. And they even paid the cast and the crew, I think. They gave everyone who worked on the film like a 20% bonus, which like has nothing to do. I don't know. I don't think they usually get back end on that. Or I don't know if there's a bonus structure for them. But like they basically went to everyone and said, we're just going to make this right ahead of time and spend the money and deal with it. You know? And it allows them to grow their streaming service. So, I mean, I do think that like movies like Suicide Squad are probably, you know, suffering from the fact that everyone can just watch it at home for a service they already pay for, which is what I did. I mean, I didn't go to the theater, but if I could only go to the theater, you know, I probably would have. Well, I don't think the other problem, of course, is you have to plan these things out a year or two ahead of time. And I mean, obviously, the bigger plans are like five years ahead. But I mean. Who knew we were going to have a pandemic that would shut down movie theaters and, and the world? And, you know, who knows what's going to happen next month or even next week? You know, you, you have right. to make these plans long term. You know, we have to release this movie at some point and we don't know what the world's going to look like. I mean, Black Widow got lucky because it was in that little window where it looked like everything was getting better and we were done with this shit. And then, oh, shit, you know, Delta variant hit. So now, like, things are bad again. And in, and unfortunately, yeah. Suicide Squad got released in the the latter end of that. When once we were back in, oh, we're, maybe we shouldn't be sitting in theaters with five hundred people. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still some some decent money coming at the box office. It's not normal summer blockbuster money that we got. I'm not summer. even close. We're not even no, no. I mean, but like you know, before, movies were making like five million maybe, and you you can still get like I mean, Suicide Squad made twenty or thirty million or something, which that's a movie you would want to make. 50 to 100, probably, you know, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it, it, you know, Ant-Man and, Ant and Wasp made over a billion, made close to a billion dollars. Black Widow, even when you add in everything from Disney Plus, isn't going to come to even 20% of that. Yeah, but I mean, Black Widow had, a, had an $80 million opening weekend, which is right. significant. I mean, you know, if you go back 10 years ago, there weren't a dozen films that have had that big of an opening weekend. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that the... the, the the bigger picture with releasing these movies and getting them out, whether it be streaming or in the theaters, uh, is something that maybe some of the actors aren't considering and hopefully the studios are. Um, it's preserving jobs. It's preserving future work. Because, you know, we used to release 
two movies a week, right, in a theater. Right. And at a certain point, you know, there were four, five, six, ten movies being released. You know, limited release, whatever, like theatrical movies. And so now you've got this slate that's been produced, but like wasn't getting put out during the pandemic. It's got to get out there because if it doesn't get out now, it gets out in a year. What does that do? That means everything that's supposed to come out in a year has to get pushed back. Then you get projects that are canceled. People lose jobs. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a domino effect for the industry if you don't get these movies out. Like, literally, like, people's livelihoods, you know, get stalled. Like, the people that actually make these films. So, you know, you might have to suffer in the short term, and we all know that, right? Um, right. And also, it's important to remember that a lot of the financial consideration for these companies now is in getting long-term subscribers for their streaming services, you know? I mean, if, if you know, Black Widow gets them another 5 million subscribers that are paying $80 a year for the next 10 years, and that right, them a right. ton of money, and she may not see the benefit of all of that, and you know, and yeah, and how do you track that? Right. And right, I do also think it's it's unfortunate um, that it was Black Widow that like had to be the first one to go, and right. that got you know, especially considering like she probably should have gotten a movie a year or two earlier than what she right. did, and right. Um, so it just I'm part of that probably is, that's probably part of it, you know, and I'm sure they'll they'll work it out, you know. So. And of course, the fact that she was dead. Spoilers: she was dead before the movie even came out. So, the character. Yeah. Well, I mean, before movie. they started making the movie, right? Right. I mean, exactly. they already killed her off. So, you know, right. Like, giving her a movie was sort of like a makeup. Like, we'll give you a movie. Right. <laughs> and then it turned yeah. out not so well. But I mean, all these things yeah. too. So that's the other thing is you know Loki and all that is probably bringing in a million new, you know millions of new subscribers. Who, and everyone's talking about it. I, I gotta you know fair of missing out. Let's let me. I gotta get Disney Plus now. What do you guys feel? So like the the Disney Plus model since um, like Mandalorian. You know they they've been dropping the new shows on Fridays, which I mean in the past like you know for, you know last several decades Fridays were like sort of the traditional kind of like you know, sci-fi nerd night, you put new stuff on Fridays because everyone's going out to the clubs and, you know, you put your kind of, like, right. genre stuff out on Fridays. And then they started with um, Loki on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. which for me worked out because it's my day off and, like, I could wake up and watch the show and, you know, like, it was summer, so my son was off. We watched the show together. You know, it was nice. But, like, what do you think about that change? It's probably good <laughs> for those who work in an office or whatever because you can talk to people at work about it, you know, <laughs> the next day. Right. Yeah, I don't really care one way or the other. Like, you know, I watch them yeah. in the morning at work, whether or not it's a Wednesday or a Friday. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should be so lucky. I know I, I had some, um, like, one division. There were some of them, like, yeah, I'm like watching them on my phone at lunch on a, on Friday. You know, trying to like watch what I can. You know, not great. And I have to watch it again when I get home. So, but yeah, I, I don't know why they made the move, but. You know, I'm sure they've got some numbers. They did say that Loki was like the most watched of their Disney Plus shows so far. So, but oh, I think that's, that's been every every series has been that. I mean, because uh, they're getting more Winter Soldier, right? Like, like, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, which Star is Wars, which is a, a good yeah. sign. That's that's what they want. I mean, WandaVision yeah. was that, and then then Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier was, and now this is so. Like honestly, the the switch might have just been because of of Bad Batch, which I believe is also doing Wednesdays, right. Wednesday, and they yeah. start and they started on a Wednesday because that's the day that May the Fourth was, and so uh, they honestly it honestly uh, might just have been that, yeah. <laughs> where 
they just sw- they they switched it for May the fourth, and then they just wanted all the sub subquia stuff just to be on the same day. I mean, because there was a time where uh, I think it was Falcon and Bad Batch were overlapping and whatnot, um, or maybe it was Bad Batch and Loki or whatever. But yeah, yeah, they could do like MCU Mondays or yeah. yeah. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any sort of like you know rhyme or reason, but it, it, like you said, it doesn't really matter, I guess. And of course, yeah, eventually, but... eventually, Marvel's going to be to the point where they can have one or two new shows every night. <laughs> you know, like a like a network television. You know, where Tuesday is Loki night and oh, Thursday is, Friday is Star Wars night uh, or Wednesday's uh, Marvel night. I'm, I'm happy with like one show a week. I think. Yeah, definitely. me too. I mean, they they have like they had like they've they've had some of their other original shows like they did that Mighty Ducks revival. They did. Um, well, I mean, right now, a few other ones, you know, like more kid oriented, but like as far as like MCU and Star Wars stuff, like I'd be happy to have either an MCU or a Star Wars show like every week. I'm fine with that. But then like if they had, you know, two MCU shows and a Star Wars show in like one week, I kind of feel like it was getting to be a bit much. Well, I mean, up till right now we had we had Loki and we had Bad Batch and we had Monsters at Work all coming out at the same time. And that that's a pretty big series for them, too, because Pixar is is as big if not bigger than, than the other two in, in box office so i don't i don't know how it's doing in streaming but i don't know what else yeah so i mean there's they've got so many so many shows coming up um mm-hmm. is there anything else you guys want to talk about as far as loki goes and then maybe discuss some of the some of the stuff that's upcoming real quick we'll have more to discuss when it comes out season two <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely looking, looking forward to it All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining me for another uh, another version of our little MCU chat here on VOK. And I uh, look forward to reconvening uh, probably over Shang-Chi, I would assume, would be our next uh, our next recording here. And we'll see what we've got. Uh, what we've got. Maybe we could uh, put Black, Wid- Black Widow in with that um, once Kevin sees it. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we could, what yeah, if. could discuss what if with Shang Chi too. Yeah. Oh yeah, what if Kevin watched Black Widow? What if Kevin watched the movie? But yeah, Kevin ain't gonna pay thirty dollars to see that. At yeah, all. exactly. He, he's waiting for that three months to come around. And, and Kevin ain't a family of four. Kevin knows it's not value for him. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. October, only six weeks away. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks. All right. <laughs>
but I expect him to be in there somewhere. Um, multiverse, I don't know who who's going to be the uh, the main villain there. So right. we all want the Fisto, see. but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Looking forward, yeah, well, everybody wanted Mephisto for um, WandaVision, and that sort of didn't happen. But I mean, I, I guess he could show up in Eternals. Like we don't really know anything about that, so. Oh, that's right, Eternal. There's. I was looking the other day at the movie release schedule, and there's like what, like three more Marvel movies coming out this year. I was like, wait, what? Um, oh, what? Oh, Shang Man at the end. Yeah. 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 And that's that's going to be their first uh, theatrical only movie since the pandemic. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, it looks like you know Marvel. Uh, Kung Fu, you know, might be all right. So I'm, oh, no, excited. I'm excited for Shang Chi. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping Fin Fang Foom is in there. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but I just don't know what they're gonna, you know, what all they're gonna do if they're gonna actually, you know, try to unravel the Mandarin riddle or uh, how far they're gonna take any of that. But I think it'll be good. The uh, the main actor, I don't remember his name, but he's on. He's in Kim's Convenience. That's where I know him from. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, Seema Lu, I think. Yeah, and I always love a good martial arts movie. And this is this is what I think um, is the nice thing about the MCU is like you can have your political thriller and your superhero movie, and, you know your your you know spy thriller, your you know uh, buddy cops, uh, kung fu, like you got it all. You know, um, they've, they've got a lot of avenues. They got something for everyone, but. Coming up, what is the next Disney Plus series? I know the next one I'm like really kind of paying attention to is Armor Wars, well, which is going to be great. Hopefully, what if is on right now? Right, yeah, obviously, um, what if? I guess are we counting what if? I mean, so I guess we can talk about it a little. It bit. It is officially what if just it's started. Um, it's animated and they're alternate tales, so they're not really they don't affect anything um, within the MCU, but. I mean, I the first one was Captain Carter. I enjoyed that, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, kind of wasn't really thinking thinking of it as like an MCU. I show. think they're officially calling it MCU. Right. It's just, I mean, like it's just going to be a loosely thing where it's just like you know, here's some a glimpse to some other possible like multiverses. But um, I definitely but yeah, feel other... like What If is more MCU than say like um, what was that Modok was, you know? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know originally some of the cartoon stuff and and certainly the Netflix stuff were under a different division at Marvel, like it wasn't under Figi and it wasn't part of the MCU, and they've now kind of brought everything in. It's one of the reasons why we're not getting any of those Netflix shows anymore. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, they gave him they gave him full control over basically all of the um, on screen product, right? Which is what he wanted. Um, yeah, like the only thing I will say is just like I just don't think that we'll see um, any kind of of the plot points or characters from the what if like appear in the live action films. Maybe. No, yeah, I don't or maybe in Multiverse like, of Madness, Captain America or something. Multiverse yeah. of Madness would make sense too. Maybe it would be cool to have Captain Carter, you know. Right. Well, yeah. As much as I want to see, like, I just feel like like Haley Atwell was just like just so wasted like across the MCU like as much as I want to like see her more in it like I just doubt we'll get it yeah 
It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh no, Hawkeye's the next one. That's right. Yeah, that's that's why I thought. Which that's is yeah, like I just know. like I like I like until that thing gets released, I'm afraid it's just gonna like crash and burn. <laughs> I know. Well, because there's there's so many rumors surrounding Hawkeye. Uh, but I mean, yeah. you know, um, Haley Steinfeld's awesome, and you're gonna have right. Yeah, obviously, um, I wanted to succeed, and uh, you know, what's his name, Jeremy Renner is gonna be in it. I mean, so I, I think it, I think it'll be a nice, a little, a little more down to earth, uh, Disney Plus show for them. Plus, we had the teaser in in Black Widow so. with Yelena. Yeah, yeah, Yelena's so gonna be gonna show up to kill. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> she's probably gonna. Well, show yeah, I mean, like kill Hawkeye. Yeah, and that's what they could do. Like, uh, like honestly, like, it could also just be used as a way to just get rid of Jeremy Renner if, like, you know, he's too much of a problem for him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, like, I don't know. Jeremy Renner seems seems just like a, a, a nice guy, and Hawkeye's, you know. Right, yeah, I'm not, like, the big thing Jeremy Renner is not a nice guy. Huh? Jeremy Renner is not a nice guy, but yeah. Is he right, not? That, that was the issue. Like, that's one of the issues. Oh, is is, is is he like been a dick or something? Or I'm I'm not. Yeah, I don't know detail. I don't remember details. Oh, okay. Well, so he had an app made. This this is not the most serious, but it is the funniest that he had an app made that was literally like it was like a Jeremy Renner social media app. Um, Interesting. And but the way they designed it was so that. If someone sent you a message on there, it would say you would get the message and it would read like it came from Jeremy Renner. So mm-hmm. there was like 24 hours of people just sending all kinds of things and tweeting them. And yeah, it's like a weird vanity app. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think there's maybe some harassment allegations. Something I probably shouldn't just throw that out there. But <laughs> I know, right, right. right. You're like we're just assuming everyone's been me too at this point. Uh, I I haven't looked into it, so I haven't really heard anything negative about him. Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think there, there were rumors people that thought he was like gay or something, and like I don't know why that was a thing. But like that's the only thing I ever remember. There's a Jeremy Renner scandal, you know. Apparently, there's a custody battle with his ex-wife that's getting nasty or something like that. So, uh, well, well, you yeah, know that stuff, that stuff always gets nasty. Yeah, threatening. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. No, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, I guess. But yeah, if they, I mean, it's a natural point for him to just kind of not be doing these movies so much anymore, anyway. With um, you know, Black Widow dead, and he's getting a little older, and so regardless, I assumed he was kind of gonna not be around a ton. We're not getting an Avengers movie for a while, and by the time we do, I mean. Is he going to be alive? Will he even be will alive? He, will, he, will he put the suit on? Yeah. Will the character be alive? I don't know. But we got Hawkeye coming up, which doesn't say how many episodes that's going to be for some reason, but that's in November. And then the Miss Marvel show, which I know is shooting right now, um, mm. at the end of the year, allegedly. And um, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, which I'm not... I still don't really understand how that's going to work. Um... And then, you know, all the stuff in the future, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, Ironheart, Armor Wars. Armor Wars is the one I'm most interested in because it seems, you know, you're going to have War Machine doing his thing. Uh, but they haven't really done anything on that. So I'm like, I'm still like worried that falls off the cliff or something, you know, they decide not to do it. But hopefully they do. 
according to IMDb, Hawkeye is eight episodes, but I don't know if that's true or just someone did it. I can believe that. Almost most of these say, you know, are there going to be six episodes? This claims She Hulk's going to be 10 episodes. I don't know why. Um, but, you know, all this stuff can change. I feel like we, yeah. you know, once, once things come out, we're like, wait, what? You know, it's all very different. I mean, WandaVision ended up being nine episodes. I thought it was supposed to be eight. And then these last two shows were, what, six each? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the what if, I think one of the what if episodes was like scrapped or something, or I don't know, I saw a headline I didn't read, so I could be, I could be lying. Okay. 